Hello, everyone. Welcome back to uh, Capes and Japes. Uh, I hope that you are all doing well. Um, we're recording oh, this episode shit. earlier. Oh, no. No, I just remembered that I was. I told myself to read a comic today, but I watched Star Trek instead. <laughs> Alright, well, when it comes to comics time, we can go to... Briar's Star Trek Review Corner. <laughs> I just realized. Okay. Hi, uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, you are... I think reading comic books is not the most important part of our job as podcasters. We make episodes... We talk about people. We edit the you edit the episodes. Um, yes, but we do have an entire section about what we have read this week, which I have consistently answered nothing. But I, sometimes I was trying to procure a positive change in my contribution <laughs> to that segment. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um. Anyways. Spoilers for the end of the episode, I guess. <laughs> Unless Briar, if you if Briar seems very checked out during the episode, maybe they've decided to read a pod read a comic between now and then. Oh no, I think that would be worse podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just do right, like occasional Olivia. like, just like mm hmm mm hmm. <gasps> Oh no! Sorry, that wasn't for you. That was um, no that was nothing. That was that was an automatic no. reaction to nothing happening that I am yep. reading. Or yep, continue continue speaking. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's so wild. Comics, <laughs> comics, man. Yeah. Uh -huh. Just occasional paper flipping sounds. <laughs> Perfect. Great audio. Um. Anyways, uh. We're recording this episode a little bit earlier than usual because I am off work this week, so I'm alone in my apartment. Um, my um cat, my roommate's cat, is here because I felt bad kicking her out when I'm the only one in here. Um, so uh -huh. we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um. You know, if there's some interruptions in the audio, it might be because the cat decided to get into my lap and then started trying to eat my headphone wire. Uh -huh. um, but right now she's just very sleepy, so it's uh, it's fine. Um, anyways, uh, today I um, wanted to talk about... Abigail Brand, um, and funny story about this. So earlier this month, when I was thinking about, uh, characters that we should do, um, I was like, uh, Sam had like recommended, uh, Man-Thing, um, and then I was like, oh, Elsa Bloodstone's gonna be in that, like, Werewolf by Night thing, we can talk about Elsa Bloodstone, um, and also they'd released, uh, the trailer for Secret Invasion, and I was, like, convinced in my head, in my heart, I was like, oh, Amelia Clark's gonna be playing Abigail Brand in Secret Invasion, we should do, like, an Abigail Brand episode. Um, and then I saw somebody, after the trailer came out, posting some, like, promo pics of Amelia Clark and being like, Oh, Amelia Clark is in Secret Invasion playing a scroll named such and such. And I was like, Wh where did I get the idea that she was playing Abigail Brand? Like, I was so certain of it that it had been announced that she was going to be playing Abigail Brand. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, we should still talk about Abigail Brand because, you know, she's like a, a relevant character. And then I was Googling it today. And, like, one of the results that comes up when you just Google just the name Abigail Brand is, like, the little, like, section on Google that's, like, portrayed by, and it's, like, 
Amelia Clark in Secret Invasion. I was like, okay, hold on. And then on the Wikipedia page for Secret Invasion, it says Amelia Clark has been cast in an unknown role. So I have no idea if this woman is in Secret Invasion, if she's played by Amelia Clark, is Emil- if Amelia Clark is. Abigail Brand is a Skrull in Secret Invasion, and both of these things are true. I anything no is possible. Anything, truly anything is possible. Um, We're going to talk about Abigail Brand, and then whether or not she is in Secret Invasion, and whether or not she is played by Amelia Clark, you will know some information about her. <laughs> um, So... Abigail Brand is a uh, relatively recent character. Um, She was introduced uh, early on in the Joss Whedon uh, Astonishing X-Men run in like the mid-2000s, which I did read uh, pretty soon after... It came out. It was, like, one of the early comics I read when I started getting into comics. Um, and, like, unfortunately it was... It did have an effect on me. Um, as a, um, you know... It, uh, as is the case with a lot of Joss Whedon, uh, characters and, and concepts and creations, um, it did have an effect on me. Abigail Brand did have an effect on me. Um, Joss Whedon does, uh, love to make a morally questionable girl boss, and unfortunately I do love to see them, even when it's Joss Whedon and there's maybe some, uh, troubling elements in there. Um, but, so she is associated a lot with the X-Men because she was initially, uh, introduced in an X-Men comic, despite... The X-Men not necessarily falling within her, uh, purview, because she is, uh, introduced as the commander of, uh, S.W.O.R.D., um, which is an offshoot, uh, of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, and S.W.O.R.D. stands for, uh, Sentient World Observation and Response Department, um, which is, like, not, like, obviously just a name that they went with so that they could call it S.W.O.R.D. to go with S.H.I.E.L.D. because they definitely don't exclusively deal with sentient worlds, um, but they do deal with extraterrestrial threats. Um, it's, I, I think it's... There's a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. offshoots with similar names. I think S.W.O.R.D. is probably, um, the one that's, like, had the most presence. But there's also, uh, Stake, like, like a, like, like a stake for a Dracula. Um, not like that the deals meat. With, not like the meat. That would be very funny. Um... <laughs> For all the meat-related crime. Yeah, for, like, the the Magnus Archives meat meat fear. Um, there's, like, Armor, which is the alternate reality one. Um, there's, like, some international ones that have, like, uh, similar but, you know, different, uh, titles. Um, Wand, which is for magic stuff, which is different from, like, the paranormal stuff, I guess. Um, but, uh, S.W.O.R.D., uh, has shown up somewhat frequently since its introduction. Um, partly because it, like, it, it fills one of the more obvious niches, um, that S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't necessarily deal with. Um, it also, uh, was the government organization in WandaVision, but in that instance, it was called the, uh, I think the Sentient Weapon Observation and Response Division, um, where they, (laughs) 
It was like they were dealing with Vision because Vision was a, a, a dangerous android. Um, but uh, unclear what their other responsibilities were. Um, so I, it was it was a little bit weird to me that they went with Sword for that instead of I like either making up a new organization or just like having it be just like a branch of Shield. Um, but that's beside the point. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Abigail Brand. So, Sword is, uh, the concept of Sword is introduced at the same time Abigail Brand, uh, is introduced. And it's, uh, I think it's, it's existed for a little while when it shows up because Abigail Brand has been the, uh, commander of sword for like a decent amount of time so um i don't know why what the canon explanation is for why she's never you know intervened in anything going on uh before but in this x-men story she's she's here <laughs> she's here to cause problems on purpose so uh abigail brand is very cool looking um she's got bright green hair um, and she pretty much always wears this, these, like, bright green, like, sunglasses or, like, visor type thing. And, um, she usually also has, like, bright green armor or, like, a jacket with, like, bright green accents. Um, and, uh, I mean, it is, like, it is a rad and very distinctive, uh, look. And it's, um, also it is her natural hair color, um, which we will get into in a little bit. Um, so she is introduced, uh, to X-Men when this, uh, storyline is going on involving a character named Ord. Um, who is an alien from a planet, uh, called the Break World, which you just know is gonna be a super fun place. Um, and Ord, uh, it has, is coming to Earth to try and destroy the X-Men because there was a prophecy or a vision that his, uh, a planet was going to be destroyed by a mutant. And they don't know which mutant at first. No. So he's just... Guessing. He's just coming to Earth and he's going to start clearing out mutants. It's like, this is fine. This, this isn't is, morally this is wrong in any way. This is, this is actually, this is okay and uh, normal. This is good and preferable. Yeah. Um, so I think it is, it's, it's been, it's been a while since I've read this. I think she, like, introduces herself to the X-Men before, um, the Ord, uh, stuff starts happening, um, and she's just, she's, she's just there and she's kind of, uh, you know, uh, mysterious and, uh, girl bossy. Um, when... The Ord stuff starts happening. Uh, it's eventually revealed that uh, she made contact with Ord um, when he was on his way to Earth. Um, and he was like, I'm going to uh, destroy your world so I can get rid um, of all the mutants. <laughs> So they can't destroy my world. And she was like, okay, well, I don't want you to destroy the world. Um, what if I just let you kind of do what you wanted with the mutants and then you don't destroy the planet? And Ord was like, okay, that also serves my purposes. Um, so that's the, your introduction to the, the type of person. Abigail Brand is, um, and comics really has, uh, no shortage of this kind of, like, 
you know, do whatever's necessary, like, ends justify the means, government agent type characters. Um, and obviously Amanda Waller is the best one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it is like, it is, a, it is a trope I kind of enjoy unfortunately mostly when they're women mostly when they're evil women well sometimes Um, you just gotta let an evil woman do whatever she wants sometimes you just gotta like permit it um but disclaimer um only in fiction only in fiction only in fiction (laughs) only in fiction i am not advocating for women enabling mutant genocide in real life so, uh, Ord, um, steals Colossus's body, who at this point in time, I think, is, is dead from the legacy virus, I think. Um, I, I think, I think he dies and Ord brings him back to life and then starts experimenting on him, um, and trying to use, like, his DNA and, like, the legacy virus that's, like, in his body to, um, basically develop a mutant cure, as so many other people have tried to do. Um, (laughs) At some point, man, you gotta look at the histories. (laughs) It's, like, it's the same way with, like, the the Captain America super soldier serum. It's, like, you know that, at this point, you know it's not gonna work. Um, but... He starts uh, trying to develop a mutant cure from uh, Piotr's DNA. Um, And he's like, well, I'll just, if I can just demutant all the mutants, um, then there won't be any mutants left to destroy my home planet. Um, I mean, I can't fault the logic. Yes. like The the logic logic is there, but like... The ethical, the ethical ramifications. Yes, not good. Not very good at all. Even, like, better than killing all of the mutants. But that's still, it's still, it's still quite bad. Um, and then also, I don't know if it's, like, before he kidnaps Colossus or after, but, uh, they find out that Colossus is actually the mutant who is supposed to destroy break world on um, on purpose or i mean i i don't think it's uh, i i don't think he would destroy it on purpose <laughs> um but i don't think it matters to ord if he's going to do it on purpose so um the x men uh i think the x men find out about this um about what you know um brand you know, that allowed this to happen. Um, and S.H.I.E.L.D. also finds out about it, and she has, like, kind of a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Not, like, a trial. A court-martial? But, like, yeah, yeah, I think. She's, like, she's she's court-martialed because they're, like, hey, that was, uh, it's kind of messed up that you (laughs) let this guy come to Earth and experiment on mutants. Um... And she was like, well, I uh, saved the planet and potentially prevented a war, and I, my job is to protect Earth, and I would do anything up to and including extremely unethical things to do that. Um, <laughs> Shield's like, damn, well, that's kind of our vibe, so... Abigail is like, would you rather have a full-blown invasion and destroying of the entire planet, or one genocide? Just one little one. Um, Do you prefer eugenics or war? <laughs> you have to pick one or the other. And it's like, can't we just pick neither? Can't we just, you know, Colossus... Okay, Colossus is never going to go near your planet. We'll just figure out which guy it's supposed to be, and they won't go to your planet. <laughs> we'll just make sure... He doesn't do it. If he tries to get on a spaceship, we'll be like, hey, buddy, no space missions. No. What if you accidentally go to that planet? Just Earth. You're stuck Just to Earth. Earth. What if it's you fine. Acc- 
What if you accidentally go to that planet and you uh, trip and you knock over a beaker full of planet exploding juice? Oh no, not the planet exploding juice. I knew we should have put that in a metal flask. Oh no! Um, so, uh, obviously, despite, you know, this great highly ethical plan, um, things, uh, do still go bad. Um, and she ends up helping, uh, the mutants, the, the X-Men try and, uh, stop Ord, um, and prevent the break world from probably attacking Earth anyways. Um, and they end up on, a, like, Ord's ship heading for the break world, um, and Colossus pops out of the hole, like, surprise, I stowed away. I've stowed away, and I'm on my way to space. And we're like, Peter, Peter, no! Um, and, like, she's, she's got some, like, uh, like, bonkers, like, Batman Gambit level plan of, like, you know, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm letting Ord think he's winning, but really, like, I, you know, knew that this is what he would do or whatever, which, again, is, like, a trope that I think is fun. Um, while, um, they, uh, the, it, it does, uh, you know, it's comics, it, the, the plan does go wrong, um, and she ends up sort of, uh, crash landing on Breakworld. I think, I, I think it's the Breakworld, but maybe it is just Breakworld. She ends up crash landing there with, uh, Beast, and the two of them are stranded together for a little bit. And they, um, as they're trying to, like, survive in, like, the wilderness of this alien planet, she reveals that she has the ability to, uh, create fire from her hands. Um, and Beast is like, hey, what? And she's like, don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, and, uh, then the two of them kind of, uh, kind of bond while they're stranded together, um, as they're, like, trying to find their way back to the other X-Men, she ends up basically, like, taking a bullet for him uh, at one point when they're, like, everybody's back together, and she's like, um, oh, I did that because, uh, it's, it's not because I care about you, but it's because you're the smartest one here, and somebody needs to disarm the break world's big weapon, so go do that, and I'm gonna try not to die. <laughs> um, and then, uh, like, while, you know, Beast is trying to, like, patch her up, he discovers that she has, like, some sort of healing factor, and he's like, what is your deal? And she just, just starts making out with him. <laughs> um, which, I mean is one way to distract people from your your backstory. <laughs> Just, uh, 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 never, never, never. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after, uh, after they manage to, uh, defeat the Break World, prevent them from attacking Earth, once, you know, everything... I, I don't... I don't think... Piotr actually destroys the planet in the process, um, but I'm, I'm actually not entirely sure what happens at the end of this, um, but she and, uh, Hank end up back on Earth, um, she says that she wants him to come work for S.W.O.R.D., um, and he's like, well, like, I'm attracted to you, but also I kind of hate everything you stand for. And she's like, no, 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 that's good. You should come work for S.W.O.R.D. And then you can help keep me in check when I do extremely unethical things. (laughs) Um, And he's like, he's like, okay. um, And also, 
she's like, and also I want to be in a relationship with you. And he's like, okay, it's not weird to you that I'm like, you know, a big blue furry monster. And then... <laughs> is is, is and this not weird to you? No. No, it's uh, actually, right. I'm actually, yeah, it's fine. Um, Just like, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. Sure, yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, She reveals to him, and I did look up this page of dialogue before we started, because it's a little bit bonkers. Um, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm a big, I'm a big furry monster. And she's like, so is my father. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, haven't you figured it out? My hair is naturally bright green. I have fire powers. I can, like, speak alien languages. Obviously, I'm half alien. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, Just, uh, okay. I did yeah. not put that together. Yeah, I don't, I really don't know why I would have. Um... There's, That's it's just like, thing. this is, there's so much going on here, ma'am. I'm not yeah. half alien, and I am large, furry, and blue. Yes. Um, that's an, another thing, is during, um, the, uh, during the break world stuff, it's revealed that there is a, um, there's a, a, a mole for sword on the X-Men, and then the mole is revealed to be, uh, Lockheed? <gasps> Lockheed, no. Lockheed, no. And it's like, um, and Kitty's like, how is Lockheed telling you stuff? <laughs> and Abigail's like, oh, I can speak, I can speak his language. Um, and they're like, how? Which is like, don't worry about it. Um, Oh, and then we have good long chats. Only some of it is about, you know, important business things. Sometimes yeah. we just like to have coffee. Yeah. Also, the, oh, I think at the end of the break world thing is when uh, Kitty, like, phases into that, like, giant, like, missile. Oh, God. And she's just, like, the stuck space in there. Bullet. Just, like, the space bullet just, like, careening through space. I think that that's what happens. And then Lockheed feels really bad about his involvement in the whole thing. <laughs> Lockheed's like, damn, I lost, my, I lost my best friend. I'm just a small interdimensional dragon, and I lost my best friend to a giant space bullet. Yeah, it's, she's just, she's in there in space somewhere. Um. Just phasing through entire planets. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so at some point it's also come up that um her so Abigail Brand has an alien dad and a human uh or a mutant mom um but like a like a mom from earth <laughs> um and a human mutant her Yes, her mom is the reason that she has fire hand powers. Um, and her dad is the reason she has green hair. Um, and she also mentions that uh, Brand is not actually her last name. It's like a code name because of her fire powers. Um, okay. And uh, at some point... I think it's, uh, you meet, she has, like, a half-brother who is a, a furry green alien, um, and they have to, like, help him out with something. But, like, despite the complete wildness of that, we don't really know anything else. Like, I think she grew up on the planet that her dad was from, but it's, like... And something about her dad is what made her want to join S.W.O.R.D. But, like, as far as I know, we don't, like, we haven't seen her dad. We don't know his name. We don't know her mom's name. We don't know, like, how, like, I mean, they got look, involved. Why would she tell us? Why would she tell us? Yeah, no. Exactly. She would oh, not tell us. A lady's gotta have her secrets. Yes. Um, 
she has uh she has tattoos on both of her arms with uh one with the uh the word grace and one with the word anna okay. never been explained what that <laughs> is um so just you know she's a she is a real woman of mystery um like Who's that? the anna get it's it's anna clearly look it says anna right there why would you say who is that her name is right here yeah but Come who is on. she to you it's not your business it's not your freaking business not your freaking business go about your duties um yeah um it's also like the you know nature and extent of her firepowers i don't think is like gone like super into detail about i always forget that she has fire powers because in my head she's just like cool girl boss <laughs> trait number one girl boss trait number like 15 oh yeah she shoots fire from her hands um it's also kind of interesting that like very shortly after she's introduced is when um maria hill is first introduced and like takes over as the director of shield who's like sort of a similar character in like sort of a similar position of power um girl boss era and yeah truly um the two of them at least at first don't get along because like uh i think brand was sort of more uh like got along with fury um and doesn't trust new non-fury person um so um since that initial X-Men appearance, um, she, again, tends to, like, show up in X-Men. Th- I think she's on Krakoa now, or she, I don't know if she lives on Krakoa full-time, but she is, she has been to Krakoa. Um, Do you think so, um, her firepowers entitle her to being backed up by Krakoa? So if she dies... <laughs> She can come back, or is she just out of luck? I, th- I mean, I think it counts. Like she is, she is a mutant. Um, I don't know if that's been in in the conversations of how the the resurrection protocols work. Um, do you think every time they're like, "All right, and now we're gonna back up your brain," she's like, "Absolutely not." You can't have that. It's got all my secrets in there. But if you die, no, 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 no. If I die, I die. <laughs> If I, <laughs> you know these things happen. Um, but uh, in addition to being part of X-Men stuff, she also obviously plays a big role in, uh, you know, various space-related uh, events, such as Secret Invasion, um, the, the comic book storyline where she, um, she, like, takes out like every single scroll on like a scroll ship and uh discovers that they have Reed Richards prisoner um and lets him out though it would be very funny if she saw it was Reed Richards and she was just like oh <laughs> bye um just like oh never mind <laughs> yeah um yeah i think the um the sword headquarters gets destroyed um during secret invasion which is like a big space station called the peak which kind of looks like a big sword not exactly like a big sword but it's got like a a a very long pointy bit and then kind of a circular bit near like the base so either a sword or a dick (laughs) Yeah, you know, and t- is isn't that always the case? Um so um yeah, she's she's obviously she um you know, helps to fight the scrolls. Uh she is not replaced by a scroll at any point, which is evidence against Amelia Clark playing her but also a scroll. She's not replaced also- as a scroll that we know of. That we know of. This is important. Um, she also, um, 
uh, invites Jessica Drew to join S.W.O.R.D. Have we done a Jessica Drew episode? Oh, how many Jessicas have we done? Oh, God. Oh, geez. Um, all right, putting that one on the back burner. She invites Jessica Drew to join S.W.O.R.D. She, you know, shows up as obviously kind of like a consulting, like, type character for when, you know, there are space-related shenanigans going on. Um, it's like, at some point, Abigail Brand's gonna show up and be like, here's the problem. Here's what we need to do. Okay, bye. Um. Jessica Drew was episode 81. Okay, great. Whew! Um, she, um, briefly dies. Um, she's killed by Legion during, you know, one of, uh, she's killed by one of Legion's personalities (laughs) as... So many X-Men have been. Um, But she um, is, like, brought back to life, I think, pretty shortly after by just, like, a... a, Also by Legion, but by Legion doing, like, a reality warp. Um, What if the one that Legion killed was a scroll, and the reality warp brought her back from wherever she was being held? Tying it all and, together. And and gave her the memories of the scroll. Alright. Like she never that's, left. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's gonna be this that's gonna be the secret thing that I choose to believe happened, and you can't really prove it wasn't the case. Just like the one person who was constantly writing Wolverine with the belief that Wolverine <laughs> was a Wolverine, the animal who became a man. I mean it doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's a 2009 Kieran Gillen miniseries, um, where she, um, like, shares command with sword, command of sword with, um, Henry Peter Geirich, who's, like, a, uh, was, like, the Avengers, like, government liaison, who was, like, intervening in, like, with the Avengers business and, like, um... You know, telling them what they could and couldn't do. Um, in, like, in a way that to me, like, reads this very, like, oh, this guy is, like, a huge asshole and we're supposed to not like him. But also maybe there should be somebody (laughs) telling the Avengers things they shouldn't do. Um, but it's, like, she, he briefly, like, um like, shares command of sword with her, and then, uh, like, he starts, like, going on this crusade to try and, like, get rid of all, uh, aliens. I think, um, her and Beast leave to go deal with whatever's going on with her half- her half-brother who's an alien, and while they're gone, Gyrich starts just, like, kidnapping aliens who are on earth and then they come back and have to uh rescue all of the aliens and i i think she kills him at the end like i think she like you know like like pushes him out the airlock of like the sword like space station base and makes it look like an accident maybe um so you know gaslight gatekeep real boss <laughs> She also, um, Semi adopts a, um, a mutant called, uh, Brew, who is a, uh, a brood alien, um, but much like Warlock, he's specifically a mutant because he feels, like, compassion and emotion, (laughs) um, so he, like, uh, is a student at the school at, like, the same, like, with, like, uh, Quentin Choir and kind of that generation, um, and, like, Abigail ends up bonding with him and, like, being sort of, like, a, a parental figure. Um, this is my child now. Abigail, you yeah. didn't seem like the mothering type. This is my child now. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, just, like, Rosa Diaz, like, I've had this kid for a day and a half, and if anything happened to him, I'd kill everyone in this room and then myself. Um, she, um, 
shows up in uh Captain Marvel um where uh like Alpha Flight takes over as like the kind of like the the anti like space invasion defense force and she becomes lieutenant commander of Alpha Flight um where like Carol is the commander and the two of them do not get along <laughs> um but uh she's still uh they still work together ultimately i think uh carol steps down and asks uh brand to take over as commander um i don't know if that's still her like official position or not cuz that was like a few years ago now um and she also um shows up in uh empire um where she um she's there at um billy and teddy's wedding um good uh love to see it um and she i think she there's like a flash mysterious flash forward to her doing something um with teddy i think she um it's like what is this? It, it's like she like uh plans like plans on like helping Teddy if he needs anything so that he'll you know be like indebted to her and she can you know work that angle to preserve intergalactic peace. Um, so I think Teddy's pretty dedicated to intergalactic peace. I don't think you need that, Abigail. <laughs> I don't think you really need it. I think you can just let Teddy do his thing and uh it'll be fine. But um yeah, that's that's what she's been uh shown doing uh most recently. Um she's is has she is allowed to go to Krakoa, um, and she <laughs> helped, you know, Teddy with space stuff. Um I do, I, I like, I do like her. I am excited to maybe see her in Secret Invasion. Um, but I know Maria Hill is going to be in Secret Invasion and presumably will have, like, a, like, pretty significant role. Um, so I don't know if they, like, don't want to use Abigail because it's like, well, this is, you know, just like a pretty similar kind of like no nonsense female like government operative character or if you know they're gonna use her like alien heritage and her mutant powers to like differentiate her um you know if she is played by Amelia Clark it's gonna be another like you know no nonsense female government agent character who is white and has dark hair <laughs> like Colby Smulders um, no, so no, her her hair will be green. Her hair will be green. It's extremely important. Um, so, you know, real mysteries on mysteries here. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that is Abigail Brand. So, <laughs> how, um, how is, uh, Star Trek going? Okay, so the funny thing is, I did as oh my a, God. I did as a bit pull out the comic that I was going to read just to like holy flip, shit just to like make little ter- page turning noises while you were did, finishing the I... intro. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't like capital R read anything. But <laughs> oh my okay. God! So <laughs> um, I picked up. New Mutants number 30 yesterday as of recording because uh, <laughs> it's, you know, a co- like out of continuity celebrating 40 years of New Mutants large issue. Aww. Yeah. So I uh, started flipping through it and it's like they're basically just having like a pool party for the New Mutants like anniversary on Roberto's, like, space yacht. Oh my god. And they're, like, telling 
stories from like their past. <laughs> um and like there's one where Roberto accidentally like damages Danny's um turquoise belt and then he takes it in the middle of the night and Danny thinks that like he stole it but he just took it to get it fixed so like she's walking around town very angry and Kitty has to calm her down and <laughs> Richter and Shatterstar show up to the pool party ah! specifically to embarrass um Karma in ah! front of her girlfriend. Because Shatterstar gave her a haircut and dyed her hair and took her to a concert. Holy shit. Also, uh, Shatterstar is wearing like this crop top sweatshirt that's just incredible. Um, I, but for the pool party, he is wearing like a Speedo with like combat pouches. <laughs> Just in case. Holy. Holy shit. Uh, and then there's a story about um, how for their anniversary parties, Rain and Warlock get each other gifts because of this one time uh, Warlock thought that it was, like, Doug's like, I gotta prepare, um for like i can't hang out i gotta prepare for like this party and warlock's like a party so he goes to ask rain and she's like i mean it could be his birthday that seems like a normal thing so they go to the mall to get doug a birthday present so they go they like oh my God. They figure they like get gifts and then they show up and they're just like where have you guys been and they're like, we were getting gifts for you. And Doug's like, no, it's it's our, like, one-year anniversary as the new mutants. <laughs> and then <sighs> they exchange gifts. And so now uh, Warlock and Rain just, like, have this... <laughs> they just get each other gifts. It's that's, great. It's great. That's so cute. And then there's, like, a... Uh, story where like Deadpool's here. Um and I didn't <laughs> I didn't like he's like helping train like the new new mutants. Um mm. and then the new mutants show up and they're like, the fuck are you doing, Deadpool? And there is <laughs> Gabby, let me see what you have. A grenade! No <laughs> And then Ilyana just like kicks his ass straight off the island. And then, of course, it's like a see what happens next in Deadpool number one. But <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, new mutants. But, uh, yeah, oh. Star, Star Trek going good. Um, oh, good. Yeah, I am almost through season one. And so far, my brain hasn't stopped yelling, watch Star Trek at me. So I will continue <laughs> my rewatch of Star Trek um, <laughs> as long as I have time and energy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Star Trek continues. It's good. I am so glad that I'm watching it with the original 1960s graphics, because <laughs> it's so good and pure. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh my gosh. Um, I have been reading, um, a little bit, um, I was, re I've been reading some of the um Krakoa era cable the teen cable series um it's it, it's it's very charming um and also the art is by Phil Noto so it's very 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 pretty um and also I started uh trying to look for stuff about um uh the Dead Boy Detectives, because I had to. Um, so I found the 2014 series from the library, and I was reading the first volume of that. Um, and that's very fun. Um, it is, it, it's, 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 it's very, it's very fun. Um, and also I have, uh, the Ed Brubaker one on hold so we 
we'll see about that. Uh, also, uh, next, before our next episode comes out, um, our next episode will be the first episode of Villaintober. Um. Oh my god. So we gotta, I know, we gotta pick some villains. Oh. Um. Oh oh god, we're almost to Villaintober. I know, it's wild. Um, but also in October, um, starting October 1st, is the uh, Shortbox Comics Fair, which we this is the second year they're doing it. We definitely talked about it last year. Um, but Shortbox is like an indie comics publisher, um, and the Shortbox Comics Fair is a month-long event where they have um, a ton of different artists all uh creating brand new uh digital comics that they'll have uh on sale on the short box site all month long um it's all it's all online um and last year there was some really great stuff um this year there's a lot of really great people involved and a lot of the previews that I've seen for it have been, uh, extremely enticing. Um, so I am very, very excited to probably spend way too much money on that, and you'll probably hear about it more (laughs) while it's happening. Um, but I do think everybody should check it out. Um, and I think that's everything. So thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to find us online, you can find us at Capes and Japes on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, you can join our Discord server. Um, it's open to everyone. It's not just for comics stuff. So we do definitely talk about comic stuff. Um, and we're usually hanging around so you know come come say hi um we have a patreon if you want to support us on there you can get bonus content uh watch stuff with us help us pick what we talk about um if you can't support us on patreon you want to help out the show it would be great if you wanted to leave a rating and or a review for the show um if you wanted to tell a friend if you think that they would be interested in it, and um, if you if you wanted to just just come on back and join us, as you have done once again today, so thank you for being with us on this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia, and I have been Briar, and as always, kiss me to distract me from your sexy, sexy plans. <laughs> kiss me so I stop asking you about your sexy secrets. Sexy Batman. (laughs) 